Welcome to Extraordinary Retirement with Nate Yeomans and Greg Indovina from Design Wealth. In this podcast, we challenge people to rethink the traditional retirement paradigm and explore what a truly extraordinary retirement could be. Join us for this journey where we explore the roadmap to retirement freedom as Nate and Greg draw from years of financial planning experience and knowledgeable guests to help people live the retirement of their dreams with zero regrets. Hello and welcome to the Extraordinary Retirement Podcast with your hosts, Greg Indovina and Nate Yeomans. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hey guys, how you doing? Oh, Wendy, we we're fantastic. Got a good one for you this week, Wendy. Probably one of our favorite topics to talk about. Oh. Yes, it is. So what is that favorite topic? Well, the, what, the, name, the name of our the... podcast is Extraordinary Retirement. Yeah. What the heck does that mean? So God, let's, did let's... you plan this at all? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have prepped a little bit, but we're good. Yeah. We're good. Okay. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. Extraordinary Retirement. How do you go out and live your best life? And have the confidence to get that done because here's what we're going to, we're going to say to get this kicked off. And we say this to a lot of our clients that sometimes surprises them. Our job as financial advisors in your retirement plan is not to maximize your net worth. It's not. What? And a lot, a lot of times you're going to find financial plans that are all about designing a plan that is, you're going to die with the most amount of money you've ever had in your life. And yeah. Greg and I look at it very differently. We, we actually say there's, there's really two financial plans that are unacceptable for retirement. One of those is, is the obvious. We don't want to ever see a plan run out of money before you run out of life. So that, that's absolutely a must. We can't have that happen. But the other would be is what if you die with all this money that you never got to spend or enjoy or give while you were alive. And so being able to have the confidence to, to do that, especially early on in the retirement plan, when you have your health and some of these things that we're going to talk about today, how do you do that confidently and know that you're not going to run out of money and how do we focus on maximizing fulfillment in retirement? That's what this yeah. is about today. Yeah. And Nate, m most people don't set out necessarily to die with the most money they've ever had. One of two scenarios happens. They're working with a financial professional that it's, that's the financial professional's goal, right? More, more assets, more fees, looks better, great returns. The other one is that people, people are not working with a financial professional and they're so fearful of, of the second problem, the bigger problem, which is running out of money. Uh, that they are very conservative and they don't have visibility into how much they actually can spend in a, in a proper way. And, you know, by the time they get to be 75, 80 years old, they, they look at their statements and say, you know what, we're actually not going to run out of money. Yep. And uh, they say, well, you want to go hike through Europe? It's like, not at age 80. No. Yep. So it's, it's, it's that twin the twin evils of retirement planning. And we want that glided guide path down of effectively and efficiently spending down assets and exchanging those dollars for lifetime experiences, something That's that what it's all you about. can't take away that you can leave those memories behind and pay the ultimate dividend, both before the event and then certainly after the event and after your death. 
Yeah. So how do you, how do you really focus on deciding what, what really makes you happy? Right. This, this is not all about travel and all of those things. And sure, for some people, they have goals. They want to travel the world. They want to do those things, especially why they have, they have their health. But what else makes you happy? What are those other things? And for some, it's, you know what? I just, I know I want to be able to move closer to my grandchildren and, and pick them up from the bus stop every day. You know, I want to be able to, to cherish those memories and spend time with them. Others are, is that we're going to go create family experiences together. Uh, and I'm going to take them on a trip to Hawaii or do other things to where they're like, we want to cherish these times. Some others have charitable inclinations. And, you know, we talk about how, how do you want to be able to see the impact that you're making today in, in helping those charities and do other things. So it's really about going through an exercise to figure out what, what truly makes you happy. What, what would, if you had to look back and you could fast forward and you're 85, 90 years old, whatever it is, and you had to look back and say, that was a fulfilling retirement. That would make me really, really happy. What are those things so that we can hone in on them and get really, really intentional about making sure that you can do it? And we surround you with a, a financial plan that gives you confidence to spend some of that money sometimes to make that happen. Yeah, Absolutely. So we look at experiences as memory dividends, right? Think about some of the experiences that you've had in your life, whether it's with family members, especially ones that are no longer with us today. I have some really vivid memory dividends in my head, thinking about those that got to do some really neat things together or had a, a memorable experience with. And guess what? None of that revolves around stuff for me. Not one of those things revolves around a gift that was given to me, et cetera. But it, it really revolves around that experience that, that I got to have with them. And so for somebody that's in retirement, they get to do the same thing. And it's about helping them figure that out. Now, creating memorable family experiences at home is one thing, but doing it in Maui is also pretty good, Nate. Not a bad deal, huh? You could maybe do both a little combo, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the interactions. Uh, if you can do it in a beautiful spot in the world, that's great, but that's, that's not the dividends. And, and with today's phones and videos and all that stuff, you can capture so much more. Greg, what, what do you think is, when is the time to start living this type of life? Well, we, we always say that we, we want people to live a, an extraordinary life now and into retirement. So the, right. the danger is, and, and I'm going to tell a, a, a bit of a, a sad story that happened early on in my career, that many people live sacrificially and they have this artificial finish line of age 65. So I'm going to, I'm going to work 50 hours a week and I'm going to just bust it out. But boy, when I turn 65, it is game on. The party yep. begins. And for some Let's people, there's a couple problems. For some people that works, but what kind of life are you living leading up to that? And the second problem is one that I ran into early in my career where I had a couple that did very, very well in accumulating assets. And the goal Never took the vacation they wanted, never got the car they wanted. It was all predicated on, boy, when we turn 65, it's going to be party time. Mm -hmm. And literally a, a few months after uh, the retirement, the, the, the husband came down with a, a life-threatening illness and was gone within a matter of months. 
And I remember sitting down with the wife and all I, I can remember to this day, she just said, this is not what it was supposed to be. You know, we all, we all have this actuarial table in our, in our mind that, you know, if I'm 65, I'm supposed to live to be 92, right? That's kind of what the the table say, but I, I, I promise you go, go pick up an obituary right now and go down and look at the ages. There aren't too many 92 and 94 year olds. You see a lot of 60s, 70s and 80s. And to think that you are immune from that type of early mortality is is not wise. And so the time to do these things are now. And think of it also this way when it comes to spending money. When's the best time to spend a dollar? It's right today. Now. It's today. Yep. Because each and every year that you save that money, it has less and less purchasing power. Right. And Nate, getting back to your point of creating dividends from loving memories with your family. Do you want to do the family trip when you're 80 and your kids are, are 55 or you want to do it now? And right. then you have those memories for the rest of both of your lives instead of So there's a lot, a lot to this. Yeah. Yeah. We really want to focus on how do you, how do you get these things done now? Because there's that, that combination of the time when you have the money but also when you have your health and, and you can really make the most of it. And uh, th to be honest with you, as we get older, traveling just becomes less fun. It's more challenging and there's a lot going on. And so, you know, taking advantage and doing these things now, and, and we really look at it is, you know, in retirement, you kind of have a few different stages there in retirement. The, the first stage is the go-go years. This is where we got to go get it done. Let's go make it happen. Let's be active. Let's be in, interacting with people, building relationships, creating memories, and not to be afraid to go out and work on whether it's your bucket list or to go out and maximize retirement and feel like, okay, I'm really getting these things done because the reality is, is that we're not going to be able to do certain things all our life. It doesn't mean you don't do anything, but there's certain things you're just not going to be able to do because once we kind of transition out of the go-go years, we enter the slow go years, right? To where we're going to slow down a little bit. We don't have as much uh, maybe energy or uh, ability to do certain things, but we still want to be as active as we can. And then eventually we kind of get into the no go years, you know, and those are the years that, um, you know, what I would hate is for somebody to get to that stage of their life and be full of regret because they didn't have a financial plan and the visibility to know with, with a lot of confidence that they could have done a lot more in those go-go and those slow-go years of their life. Yeah. And, and to me, that would be just as heartbreaking as obviously we don't ever want somebody to run out of money and there's strategic ways. And we're going to talk about, you know, how do you, how do you get this done? How do you strategically spend down your, your accounts without ever running out of money. But the, the opposite is, is equally as, is sad sometimes in the sense that we don't want you to have the regrets of, gosh, I could have done so much more and I could have uh, had a more fulfilling retirement, but I didn't do it because I didn't have the visibility into my financial life and I didn't have the confidence that I could actually do it. Uh, so fear was driving retirement in that situation, uh, which should never be the case. Right. And it's a psychological issue, uh, Wendy and Nate as well, because most people that we run into are the the classic millionaire next door that uh, has done a really good job of accumulating assets, mainly from being responsible and being frugal. And now they get to this retirement age and we're telling them, 
okay, it's okay, it's okay to spend X yeah. amount of dollars. And here's all the evidence and the simulations and the data behind showing that you can go and do these things. And psychologically, they can't flip the switch. Yeah. They can't flip the switch. And part of our job is to coach them. Wendy, you had a comment or question? Well, and, and I think that the psychological part is no matter what we're told, we're still worried we're going to run out of money. You know, our life expectancy is getting longer and longer and you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, about it, homeless? And that's our, and that's our job is to, our job is to provide clients the confidence, not just an opinion, the confidence that, yeah, you can increase your travel budget for the next 10 years by 10 grand. And here's, here's the simulation showing that the, the probability of success of your plan doesn't barely even move. And yeah. then all of a sudden they say, oh, I, I never saw that before. So let's go create a memory. Yeah. And, and then on top of that is, okay, what if life does throw you a curveball? What if this doesn't go exactly as planned? What are all the other financial levers that you could pull that would put you in a better situation? Because you brought something up, Wendy, that I think everybody would want to know is, is when we talk about a lot of times when we say um, running out of money, they think I'm destitute. I'm on the streets now. That That is worst case scenario. I'm, I'm now right, homeless. At 90. At, at 90 <laughs> years old. Oh Go my job. gosh. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, there's only so many Walmart greeters, but you know, at the end of the day is in, in your financial plan to say, actually, no, you're, you're not homeless. You're never destitute. You've done all the right things. You've created a strong foundation of lifetime income. That's reliable. Uh, we've done all those things, right. Does, would that situation maybe reduce your lifestyle potential a little bit? Sure. But there's a lot of ways that you can always make sure that, okay, when you go into your financial life and you go, okay, there's no situation here to where I'm ever homeless and financially destitute. I am always going to have X. Boy, it sure gives you a lot more confidence to say, I can go out and spend some of this other money because you, you just eliminated that position right off the bat. Okay. Yeah. So imagine, so, and, and we meet with a lot of people, so I won't make a specific story, but you have somebody that between two social securities, uh, a, a corporate pension, annuity income, Right. That they have six figures plus coming in each year and they're worried, well, what if, what if my investment assets go to zero? Well, yeah. house is paid off and they have a house. So yeah, even if you run out of money at 85, you still have those sources of income and you have the value of your home and you're likely not spending a whole lot at that age. So yeah. Um, now where we hear that more is, is that somebody's like, I can't just live off of social security. Well, we had that, that you got to go listen to some of our other podcasts, right? And we got to talk about creating that foundation of income. But if those things are done right, and we know that, okay, you're not just going to be relying on social security and you do have maybe your home paid off or whatever, there's a lot of ability there to say, you know, we can strengthen these things to put you in a better position. Cause I realize not everybody has a pension, right? Right. That's fewer and far between today, but it's like, how do you go out and create that solid foundation first? And then getting back into our topic today is, is that that's going to give you so much confidence to go out and live life and live it to the fullest uh, and make sure that you can just maximize uh, experiences today and not wait on, on getting those things done. So Greg, why don't we, why don't we jump into uh, a little bit of the, the, I guess, strategic methodology behind getting some of this done. And there is something we yeah. call the retirement cake. 
why don't you explain that to yeah, before uh, we do that there's one one other kind of anecdotal thing that's important and Nate, I, you don't know that i'm going to say this but i'm going to say this nate has two collections on his desk okay and i think those two collections on his desk drive why he gets up every morning and works so hard to help his clients nate do you know what those two collections are you probably don't uh no i don't one I, is that when he gets cards from clients uh, yeah, talking yeah. about we're in Costa Rica, we were just in Peru, we're having a great time, and that builds us up so much. And Nate, you want to talk about the other pile? The other pile is unfortunately uh, clients who we've lost. Um, the, mem- the memorial cards. The memorial cards. And uh, yeah, that one's that one's tough. That's hard to swallow. But that's the motivation. Uh, it is the that we all, we all have a date with that particular destiny, and our job is to help people live the best possible life for as long yeah. as they can. And all right, that's, you went that's, there, Greg. I've got to yeah. tell this story. Uh, I've got to do it. She's an amazing person, and we got to know each other um, years and years and years ago. And one of her goals at the time, you know, she was retired, um, had done all the right things, saved had a pension, you know, social security, a lot of good things going, living in a condo. Okay. Where and the dream was in Florida, in Florida, living in a condo. And I was like, you know, I've always just, I, won't, I just want to own a house. I would love to own a house. And now, honestly, it, it took me probably a year or two and utilizing multiple different tools and other things, going back to what you're saying earlier, Wendy, with the psychology of this and really like, okay, I know you're showing me, but I need to see it again, or I need to see it in a different way, et cetera. But it never stopped helping and until we had some of our more recent tools that we were able to use uh, that we still use today, was able to build that goal into the plan. And I showed her how she could actually buy that house right out of her assets and didn't even change the plan at all and guess what guess what they did they went and bought that house they went and bought that house and they lived in that house and had amazing memories with their kids and their grandkids in that house and and unfortunately she's not with us today um but i am so glad that we had the tools and we didn't give up on helping her see what she needed to see to go out and realize that dream that to your point, Greg, that's what drives us. That's what drives us every day is, is that how do we help make sure that they have the confidence to get this done? So thanks for bringing up, yeah. that up. And that, that brings us into the retirement cake. It's kind of a yeah. visual. So at the, at the top three layers of, it, of the retirement cake are, are your best life, right? Identifying all of the things that you want to do through different phases. So Early on in retirement, it's more active things. Later on in retirement, maybe it's learning card games and shuffleboard. And so you have different goals for different phases of life based upon health, et cetera. So one of our jobs, quite frankly, is to metaphorically put our clients on the couch and say, what's that life look like? And and, and pry and dig that out of them because sometimes they don't know. And sometimes the, the client, the, the husband and wife have different opinions. So figuring that out. So what's the first step is to build that solid foundation underneath. And the solid foundation is a financial foundation of just checking all of the boxes of 
insurance planning and long-term care planning and dealing with inflation and dealing with market volatility, just checking all of those boxes, right? So now you have this solid financial foundation and at, at the bottom at the top, you have this idea of all the things that you want to accomplish that involve money and that don't involve money, as you mentioned earlier. So what's the connection between the solid financial foundation foundation and actually going out and doing the things that you want to do? It's that middle layer of the cake that is the most important, and that's confidence. Yep. Right? If you don't have the confidence that your financial foundation can support those goals, you'll never get it done. And how do you get that confidence? It's the tools that that we use to show, just like you did with that woman in Florida, you showed to her with numbers and you overcame her biases towards being frugal and you helped her achieve that by doing the retirement cake with her. And um, yeah, that's, that's a super important process. Yeah. Without a doubt. It's a, it's a combination of, of one educating. And the more that somebody becomes educated about their financial plan, the more buy-in they have and, and belief in it because they understand how it works. I, I can't tell you how many times we have somebody come in and uh, they're like, I got all this stuff. I don't know how it translates into anything exactly or where it fits, et cetera. And it's about, okay, we got to put the foundation together. And once they understand the dynamics of, okay, I see why I've got a, the foundation now. I see the stability. They're educated about it and they're bought in on it because they have knowledge for the first time. And so when you can help somebody get to that point in time, then all of a sudden you can start to break down some of those other concerns and fears that they have about spending some of their money. And we keep going back to, we, we've got that solid foundation. But part of that is, is not only the tools that we have, but the relationship that we build with our clients, the, yeah. the, the trust that we build with them so that they do get to a point. I realize trust is not earned overnight. It is something that's earned over time, uh, but they do get to a point because we continually spend time with them, educate them, help them understand their plan that they are now looking at it saying, okay, we, we trust the plan, but we also trust you. We trust you guys. You guys are always helping us be proactive and think of the things that, that we need to be thinking about. So we don't have to worry about it. Uh, and I think I said this in the last episode, but you know, the whole idea of this retirement plan or this retirement cake that, that Greg's talking about is, is that when we have a good plan, we focus less and, and worry less about money and we focus more on living life. And that's that top rung of the cake. So Nate, there's, there's somebody out there right now saying, so you're, you're telling me to convert my assets into life fulfilling experiences starting now, yep. which means spending down my assets theoretically to zero on the day that I die. The question that I'm hearing from our listeners is, what about the kids? What I mean, about the kids? Yeah. I'm going to spend all it. my money and then the kids get nothing. How How is that fair? That's a, that's a fantastic question. One we get all the time, but let me, let me just say that, that the kids are never lost in, in this situation because let me ask, answer that with a question. Would you rather give with a warm hand or a cold hand? Yeah. So the idea of, look, you can give to the kids, you can make an impact on your life. And how much more would it actually fulfill you if you got to see the result of that while you're alive, right? And, and I'm sure, yeah, of course, then maybe they're going to get some money after you're no longer here, but you actually don't get to see the impact of that. 
And Greg, you have a great story about you yeah. know, some in your life. So I, I, my, my wife and I are very blessed. We, we live in a beautiful home. And I trace that back to the 1990s when I was working my first job, first corporate job out of, out of college, and I wanted to buy a townhouse. I was renting. And I didn't have a down payment. My parents stepped in and said, we're going to do the down payment. Can you handle the mortgage? I said, I can handle the mortgage. I just don't have the down payment. They gave me the down payment. Went from that house to you know moving, et cetera, over the years. And all of that has snowballed into where we we are today. And uh, you know, my father just recently passed, but my mom is 83. She's still doing well. When when she passes, yeah, is there gonna be some money there? Yeah, probably. Do I need the money now at, at my stage of life? Not necessarily. Did I need it back then? Mm. Absolutely. Yep. And the compound returns on that gift from the 1990s has led to the man I am today and in the financial situation I'm in today. So that's an yeah. example of, and my parents got to see, right? They both got to see me enjoy that house and then roll it up and then in, into the life that I live today. So that's that's the argument against, you're not cutting the kids out by Never. spending all your money down. Nope. It's how, how can I help? How can I help with education and you know i'm trying or to bless kids, our kids or... trying to bless my kids with graduating with no no uh, college debt as is one of our goals that's that's so important and the, the utility of that money is best served now in terms of giving same Absolutely. thing with same same thing with you know giving to a cause yeah i mean you can have such a big impact on charities and and if you're a charitable inclined whether it's your church or other things that you have a belief in and and we're doing some things today to, of working about uh, creating an intentional giving plan for those that are interested in that sort of thing to say, okay, how do you really give some some really focused thought about um, providing for charity and making an impact in this world? Uh, but let's be intentional about it. And and again, you get to see the fruits of that while you're alive, right? And so it's really exciting. And so this is just something that we're passionate about, and we help open people's eyes to holy cow retirement can be so much different. And sometimes, um, you know, as we need to probably wrap this up is, is we get into different types of planning, right? Is, is that when we look at uh, building a financial plan that, you know, a lot of that hinges around how much income do you need? All right. And what are your sources of reliable income? And it's all driven off of that income number. There's so many times in the financial plan though, where we can say, what about, what if in the first 10 years or maybe 15 years, we we're able to pull in extra income to go out and achieve all these other things that you want to do? Because the reality is, is that as we get into, you know, 10 years from now or 15 years from now, do you think you're going to be able to do some of these things? And when we can pull that in and we call that a phased income plan, right? To where we, we front load the financial plan with more spending and things that you can do so you can make sure you go out and maximize lifetime experiences uh, while you still have your health, et cetera. And, and then we help them see, okay, here's where we're going to pull income forward today and we'll back it down strategically over time as you start to do less and less, but you're always going to have X amount coming in no matter what. And guess what, Wendy, you're never going to be homeless. Oh. Yeah. What a relief. <laughs> what a relief. And, and, and another another tool that we like is, you know, many financial advisors are using a, a static distribution rate 
So they're going to say, all right, you're retired at 65. We're going to take X percent, which equals so much income. And we're going to hope that that works out over the next 35 years, right? And you're kind of just locked in. Well, we use a dynamic approach where we have some algorithms, et cetera, that over time, depending on on how the plan is going, provide opportunity for increased income over yeah. time without lowering the probability of success or running out of money. Um, so th that's another very interesting tool that we use that's a little bit different than um, some other advisors that are out there. So Absolutely. Having one of the buckets be continue to be investing while you are retired. That's yeah, that can still be wanna, part of it. Yep. Yeah, okay. there, there's multiple different ways of doing this. And again, it's it's so important to have a plan and to make sure you understand how you're going to take your income preferences around that. And, you know, how do we create phased income? How do we maximize lifetime experiences? All the things that, that we do best and we thrive on doing and helping our clients uh, get the most out of it. So uh, that's uh, been a lot to to yeah. take in for bottom, one, yeah, one bottom episode, line but. bottom line is that money is a is a uh, mental construct it's a contract amongst people it is fiat currency it's backed by nothing the best time to spend it not irresponsibly Ir but the yeah, best exactly. time to spend it is now because it's being debased and devalued over time and don't fall in love with numbers on a screen right go Go turn those numbers on a screen into things that can never be taken away from you and your family via experiences. I like All it. Right. I All like right. All right. I'm going to stick with that. So how do people get in touch with you if they are on with this plan? <laughs> they can call us at the office at 720-833-7676. The amazing Tiffany can get them scheduled to just come in and sit down and have a conversation with us get to know each other and, and see how we can help. Sounds good. Thank you both. And thank you for listening today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends and family. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Retirement Podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.designwealthadvisors.com or give us a call at 720-833-7676. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Design Wealth Advisors. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Design Wealth Advisors or RFG Advisory, or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Design Wealth Advisors and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. 
No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.